Shut up and sit down. Hello and welcome to Nerd Game Night, the show where we talk about the tabletop games you know and love, or don't know you love. I'm the host, Matthew McCluskey, and here with me as always is our resident rules master, Owen Nesbitt. That's me. And former medieval land baron, Aidan Malone. Howdy. This week we're going to be looking at Dominion, but first... So, what do you have? Well, it's a bit of a cold on outside. What's the finest whiskey you have? Single malt, triple distilled. Nerd Game News Update. <laughs> Cue the laughs. Yeah, uh, so, this week on the news update, uh, other than the interstitial you just heard... Hopefully uh, heard, if we edited this correctly. <laughs> yeah, or the laughing and random chatter you heard. Yeah. No, but uh, other than the interstitial that you heard, the other new thing is a change in outros. As you may have noticed from episode 3 and 4, uh, the disdain for the outros of my custom lines really reached a peak. Uh, so we've decided to cut that out you'll see the new outro at the end um, and yeah if turns, you want the old outros back yeah. turns out we only have like a very limited amount of creativity <laughs> Exactly. and trying to rhyme dice every single week is, uh, it's kind of limiting and, and, and I just wasn't arsed <laughs> yeah. we, uh, we realised that we created in the podcast so many things that we have to change every week and none of us have any interest <laughs> in preparing for this so it's like Owen does the rules and that's like the most preparation pretty much yeah, it, yeah. Uh, other big news on the Twitter front our Twitter is live as we've mentioned in previous weeks but some uh, very very close friends of mine not <laughs> some, a podcast I listen to Twinovation followed us back and if by any chance they're listening just want to throw out a big thanks to those guys oh, oh, <laughs> oh my god well, guys listen to their podcast it's funny the last, this week's episode was absolute gold as usual but that also brings to a point that we've sort of now caught up with our recording I think a lot of the previous recordings that people have heard we've already had Twitter and stuff but in those episodes we haven't mentioned it in this one now we've sort of caught up to the point where everything we're saying is relatively in time with when the episodes yeah, are coming we're, out we're not recording them like two months in advance now <laughs> and yeah so we're, we're, we're within a few weeks we should get recording. back on top of that though <laughs> exactly. it's like one of us will be sick one weekend and then suddenly we're behind schedule <laughs> And then to ah, on Christmas. So say nobody's listening. Throw yeah. out a rerun. It's fine. Yeah, rerun. <laughs> Just we the are. best of the three episodes that we've already done. One of us has to edit that though. That's yeah. the problem. That's the other thing we don't have time for. Uh, I guess the last thing on on their game news is we didn't mention, and Owen's been hounding me on this, that we need to mention where we get our music. So the intro music we get it all royalty free. It's from this crowd called BenSound.com. Uh, check their stuff out. It's actually really really good. The, the clips they have as well are all really long uh, so we like chop and change the start of a couple of them but you can also like get a ton of gold in the in the middle of those songs uh, what I think as well about them is I don't know how hard you looked it's really hard to find royalty free music uh, online good. Yeah. Royalty free. yeah so check those guys out really really good and appreciate the free music yeah good stuff yeah uh, but anyway enough chatter about nerd game news we're, I think we're going to like start filling this whole podcast with interstitials. <laughs> just yeah. like every section I'm thinking of, I'm like, we should put an interstitial. I'm it's still going to have the Batman music. <laughs> I swear by this. We'll get there eventually. Yeah. But anyway, I already mentioned uh, we're going to be talking about Dominion today. Uh, sort of a, a newer game uh, that has been introduced. Uh, it's made by Donald X. Vaccarino. 
We or, struggled with that one. Or, or similar. Yeah. <laughs> if we got it wrong, Donald, uh, email in. <laughs> uh, our email is just full of complaints. Yeah. <laughs> like, no one emails positivity. It's just, um, but it's getting picked up by own, would you say, like the last two months? Uh, oh, three so or four months. Yeah, three three or four months. Like, well, I started the summer, even. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, but it's, yeah, one of the newer ones that we started playing instantly sort of enjoyed it and was familiar with like where did you hear about it owner uh, i picked it up from watching loading ready run play it okay. on stream so they, those guys get plugged more than we do on our own yeah, podcast. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a it's mess there. like my main source of contact for a lot of uh, games and shit online so yeah uh, yeah no they had a stream where they're playing that and I sort of had to make a decision whether I was going to buy Dominion or a different game called uh, Red Dragon Inn. Okay. Which I may eventually also get around to purchase. <laughs> it was a case of which one do I want to buy first as opposed to which one do I want to buy, period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we picked up Dominion. Well, I picked up Dominion. Yeah. Um, yeah, everyone picked it up. Everyone got into it very fast. Yeah. I was kind of worried people weren't going to be as enthused with it as yeah, I, was, I was. I was surprised with this one because, like, we will play anything, the three of us. Yeah. But there was one friend that we play this with all the time that normally doesn't play, like, yeah. wouldn't, wouldn't really play Munchkin at all, wouldn't really play Catan at all. Exactly. But jumped straight into this game, which I think is a more complicated game than either two. That's true. I think... Uh, well, we can get into gameplay and strategies and stuff later, but I, I think there's some elements to this game that like lend itself to being more open for people to play because of its like simplicity. Mm. But before we get into all that, I guess we should kick it over to Owen for the rules rundown. Batman interstitial. <laughs> <laughs> they thought my beeps were bad. Yeah, they were. We'll bad. get around to it eventually. <laughs> Dominion. It is a competitive deck-building card game for two to four players. All players start with the same basic deck, with some amount of currency and victory points. Players use their currency to buy either more currency, victory points, or action cards. Action cards have special abilities, such as being able to draw your more cards, get extra buys on your turn, chain together actions, or interfere with other players' hands and or decks. The game ends when three piles of action cards or the highest scoring VP card is depleted. Play player with the most victory points at the end wins. So, VP being victory points, just yep. for all of you people like me who took 10 seconds to figure that yeah. out. <laughs> yep. Not a vindictive penis. <laughs> no, no. Insert That's all a the, different game. Insert all the dicks, decks jokes. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Every time you said it, I'm like, but I don't Did I mispronounce it that bad? <laughs> no, 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 it sounded <laughs> fine. It's just every time you did, me and Matthew exchanged glances, <laughs> messing yeah. with people's hands and decks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hands or decks. And or decks. Uh, but yeah, no, that's pretty pretty concise rundown. A uh, little insight into, insight into the podcast. We did record this episode already, but I rambled for 30 minutes after Owen did the rules. So we, we actually left. <laughs> yeah. it, it was, we then walked out. It was awful. So to yeah. kick off... Oh, sorry, go yeah, ahead. I was saying, even for us, it was substandard. Yeah. <laughs> so to kick off gameplay and strategies, we decided to start off with how does a turn break down? It sort of keeps it more concise rather than us just bullshitting through it. So Also, we don't let Matthew bullshit through all of that. <laughs> exactly. So who wants to go with how does the turn break down? Oh, I might as well. So I'm glad you asked. <laughs> this is how it works. <laughs> so, uh, first thing, on your very first turn you have... Ten cards in your hand. Ten, yeah. let's say you have a, ten, a deck of ten cards, five cards in your hand that can be a mix of either copper coins or um, estate victory points. On your first turn you can do very little other than buy something up to and including five 
uh, copper pieces. Assuming you draw all your Assuming coppers Assuming you draw all your coppers. So essentially, a typical turn, you look at your hand, play any cards that you are able to play. You've got one action and one buy per turn by default. Yeah. So you play your action, that might lead to additional actions, and at the end, if you run out of things you can play to chain, you buy, depending on how many buys you have, you buy new cards, you buy new currencies, or you buy uh, victory points. Exactly. I think that breaks it down. So, as Owen mentioned already, it's a, it's a deck-building game. So it's quite slow to start in that, as Aiden says, on your first turn, the m most thing you can do is buy, like, one thing. Oh, yeah, maybe. and only one thing. Yeah. Uh, then after that, like, oh, now I have, I got a card that allow gives me another action and another buy. So mm -hmm. it, it all just changed from there. So the turns get progressively longer, but they do cap off at, at a certain point. Mm -hmm. uh, but as a game, for a game with rules as long as these are, I would say the turns are incredibly simple. Yeah, it's not overly complicated once you've seen two or three rounds go past and you realize, okay, look, you all have one action. Yeah. And some cards will give you additional actions so you can chain actions in yeah. that manner. But if you only have the one action and you don't have any other plus action cards, yeah. then it's like, oh shit, I'm sort of dead in the water at this stage. Yeah. And like you have one buy, unless you have a card that says you have an additional buy. Exactly. So like, you know, it's very easy to come by. And let's paint a picture for people. So what the board looks like, or board that you sort of make out of the cards, is you have uh, the three currencies, which are copper, silver, and gold. Then you have the three types of victory points, which are estate, duchy, and province. province. Uh, and then you have ten cards, which are... Th these are action cards, I guess? Is that yeah. the name? Yeah. yeah. The, um, well, for, like you said, the, the currencies and the estates, those are always present for every single game. Yeah. They're fixed. Also have the curses in there, but they're only needed for some games. the The part that will change for every game is then what's referred to as the marketplace. Yeah. And the marketplace has ten different piles of action cards. Yeah. Each pile of action cards has exactly ten cards in it, so hundred cards total if you want to do the maths. <laughs> but so. Aiden, check that. I'm, I'm, being <laughs> yeah. I'm being really condescending, which is you know totally normal, but uh, I'll try not to do that in there. Aiden just takes out one of those yeah. really old accounting calculators <laughs> with the receipt ding. printing out. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. so well, two two whiteboards later, I can I can determine it is in fact a hundred. Yeah. yeah. You broke it down to us. Uh, yeah. So there are ten different decks, ten different piles of the action cards. You can swap those out. You can choose before the game yeah. what those decks are going to be. You can generate a deck list randomly. Yeah. yeah, we do that quite a bit. And then they have a couple of like predetermined, pre-gened yeah. Yeah. example sets that you could use. Yeah, I, but I think the the great thing about it is the gameplay basically doesn't like the actual crux of the gameplay doesn't change by the cards, but the game can change wildly. So it's yeah. not like, oh, these are new cards, I need to learn like what they all do. It's like, it says literally on the card what it does. They're all very similar, but... Yeah, the, 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 only, the only difference between games is maybe at the start of every game taking sort of five minutes to just scan over the cards, just so yeah. you have in the back of your head roughly what they can do. But other than that, like the game mechanics don't change, regardless of what marketplace you have. And we should say, like, we haven't played this a huge amount, but we have played it enough to the point where I'm surprised that I'm still learning some of the cards. I'm still figuring them out. Like, I know, Aiden, you'd sort of be like, you'd always read them all anyway. 
but I've I usually pick up on them really fast. Oh, that's what this one does. That what, that's what this one does. But with this one, there's so many different variants that you actually do have to read them, and, and a lot of them have are similar but have just different abilities. Also, just like feeding on from that, combos with cards. Yeah. Using different cards together to create different combos, because there are. Insert sound effect. Yeah. Bing, bing, bing. <laughs> because I think there's like 26 decks. Yeah. That you there can, are 26. 26 yeah. different types of action cards that you can put into the marketplace. Yeah. And you're choosing 10. That's I did the maths once upon a time. Lots and lots of different variations that are yeah. possible. <laughs> Lots being a very technical term here. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I have an engineering degree, would you believe? Um, but yeah, so you might end up seeing a collection of cards that you've never played with before, and you realize that, oh shit, there's this hot new combo. Yeah, exactly. The first one that comes off like the top of my mind is uh, playing Council Room, which allows you to draw a bunch of cards, but it also means everyone else draws a card. Yeah. And obviously giving cards to other players isn't always the best option because you're giving them more options on their turn. Yeah. So you play a council room, everyone draws up cards. Yeah. But then if you play a bandit and everyone has to discard down I think you're, you're thinking cards. of militia, but militia, yeah, the same sorry, idea. Same. Yeah. So militia then everyone has to discard down to three, no yeah. matter how so it's not discard one card, discard two cards. Mm -hmm. No matter if you have a ton of cards in your hand, you have to discard down to three. So that yeah, that that is exactly right. And I would say as well with the game, there's not many OP cards. Like, there's not any cards where I'm like, oh, if that's in the game, that really fucks up the balance. Do you agree or disagree? There's definitely cards that I have a strong preference for having in the game. Yeah. But I think that's more because they fit my play style yeah. of how I want to build a deck and play the game, yeah. as opposed to they just totally ruin the game as a whole. Yeah, I can only think of one one card. I'm not going to name it now. We can sort of name our favourites and least favourites later but I can yeah. think of one that sort of is really good for you and really bad for everyone else yeah. off, the, off the bat but um, <laughs> so there's, I know the, the card you're yeah, talking about there's, there's, I think there's only one card in the deck that I can think of that is sort of an OP is that is that let's let's go through the cards now. Is that Bandit? It is Bandit. Yeah, oh, okay, yeah. Bandit, yeah. So the one I misnamed earlier. Yeah. Yeah. So Bandit you play you play the card, you automatically get a gold into your deck yeah. and everyone else has to turn the top two cards of their deck yeah. and if one of the two is a treasure card like a silver or a gold they have to trash it completely yeah. so you're getting the highest possible treasure and they're potentially losing a high treasure exactly and trashing cards is a concept that I knew or, or I sort of only saw in this game uh, you guys might know from other games but basically the idea is unless it's a bandit where there's something bad happening it's like oh I have a card that I don't want. A lot of cards will give you the option to, for example, trade a copper in and upgrade it to uh, silver, or trade a like a card in for twice its value, yeah. or, or two gold more than its value. And all the values of the cards are, are quite similar, so I think they range from two to five, maybe six. Uh, is there one six? It's definitely I think sixes. Artisan is a six. Oh, and Provinces. Provinces well, are eight. Well, yeah, so the, the cards that you buy so gold gold costs six, yeah. uh, province costs eight, but they're sort of the like high gold value. standard one would say. It's <laughs> just a non-action cards. Yeah, but the action cards, I think their max six, value is six, yeah, it is. Uh, and it's so the like the difference of two coins is actually quite big when it comes to buying action cards. Absolutely. Uh, but let's. I I was sort of almost going to touch on it there. End game, uh, just in terms of gameplay, not in terms of like what we like or dislike. But the end game is when either. Two, or th is it three piles? Three, 
Look, there's two end conditions. Yeah. The first simpler end condition is if we run out of provinces. Yeah. If the provinces pile becomes empty, the game's over. Yeah. The secondary sort of end condition is if three other piles empty. So that could be three action card piles. Yeah. That could be two action card piles and all the coppers. Yeah. By some miracle. <laughs> someone just was taking a ton of free copper. Someone is just taking the absolute piss <laughs> and just filling their deck with one well, of those cards. Is that the same... Does that take the, the duchies and estates yeah, into yeah, account as well? Yeah, if all the estates went and two estates and two action cards went, that would be three piles. Aye, so it's not just if all of the, the duchies go, then the game is over as well? No. It's only no. provinces? Only the provinces yeah. are... Uh, one thing I'm still wrapping my head around. And how many provinces are there? Eight? Uh, twelve? I, I think we think, counted I, about we, twelve. We, we, did, we did get them last day. We can't remember. I think it was twelve. It's yeah. not the standard ten. Yeah, and what's the player count on this game? Four two to four. Two to four, yeah. So That's with just the base set. Exactly. Uh, so, uh, yeah, in terms of gameplay, like the, the game doesn't last overly long, but it's also not over, like, super quick. There, there is, you can definitely see, like, a tide in the game in terms of, like, oh, it's getting close to endgame. A bit like Ticket to Ride we talked about in the last episode. It's like, okay, I don't know if it's going to end in this turn exactly, but it's probably going to end in the next two turns. Yeah, I mean, you can physically see the piles. You know if there's one or two of a particular yeah. deck left. So, I mean, and when it's getting that toward the end, everyone is sort of edging more toward the, the victory point cards. So yeah. you can sort of determine within the next sort of three turns it's going to be over. Yeah, so let's talk about that, like, in terms of the, like, edging towards it at the end. So in terms of strategies, like... We could all sort of agree a poor strategy would be like loading your hands with estates or duchies at the start uh, rather than buying action cards because that's going to be quite short-lived so even though you're getting victory points early you're not going to have any actions or buys mm. or more money to buy more stuff at the end yeah that's sort of just like if you like if if you saw someone stacking their hand with victory point cards or cards that take actions but don't give you any additional actions that's just like fodder for your hand it's just going to take up space that you don't want exactly you want as many ideally for your early turns you want as many additional actions and as many high currency as, as possible exactly uh like Owen, you were sort of the first person to at least when we played it to start trashing hands more i don't think you played it the first time with zane it was just uh, myself Owen, and, and hannah uh but you like were sort of way more into trashing cards than I would be. Yeah, that just came. That's down to my preference for getting rid of the low power cards from your hand. Yeah. And sometimes it works out for me. Sometimes it doesn't. I think it's more a case of I haven't found the right balance of when I should switch from streamlining the deck to just going all out buying victory points. I think it is quite difficult because sometimes it's like you you trash cards or whatever and you still don't seem to draw that many good cards into your hands mm -hmm. or other times you don't trash cards and it's like I just keep drawing the same like three estates the same dead yeah. shit uh, and even then a lot of the cards have the function of like you play it you pick up one card one action that's pretty common across the yep. board so if the card you're picking up off the deck is also crap it's really bad so it's as Aiden said it's good to have a streamlined deck to be like every card you pick up off the deck you want it to be adding an action high value currency are adding another card that you can pick up yeah uh, so in terms of strategies then as well Aiden already touched on it favourite cards um probably I have two yeah I have two two favourites depending on how the game is running okay first is market 
it gives you one additional action, one additional card, one additional buy, and one additional coin. Okay. So it's sort of an all-rounder. If you already have a load of currency in your hand, whether it be silver or gold, you're getting an extra one on top, and then you can split your buys, and you can potentially get another decent card into your hand, and it keeps the chain going. Second one, I love Council Room. So if, if I know I have a lot of silver and gold in my hand, and it's getting near the end of the game, I want as many of those in my hand as possible. Yeah, I know. So too. if I start off with maybe one or two silvers in my hand, flip it, and I know I'm going to get two or three more. I'm going to be spending ten, and your provinces are eight, so you're going to be sort of picking up the high level cards you need. Exactly. Oh, what about you? I really like Sentry. Okay. And so Sentry is a you know plus one action, plus one card, plus, plus one card. But then the effect after that is you get to look at the top two cards of your deck and choose whether to put them back on the deck, discard them, and you can put them back in whatever order. So, like, I just really like that because I like being able to stack the deck in my favour. Yeah. Presu- presumably, I then also... Just to use yeah. that phrase over yeah. and over again, I have stacked the deck yeah. in my favour. Yeah. Yeah. Now, it's obviously, you want to have another draw action yeah. after you've just played Sentry, but... I just really like to know that I'm not about to draw into a dead victory point card or like an action that mightn't actually be useful for me at that time. What was the term we came up for for the cards that end a streak? We just call them oh, combo again. breakers. Combo breakers, that's the one. It's like combo. I really think this game lends itself to sound effects. Just like I'd love to have a soundboard when we were playing Combo in. We haven't got to our favourite one yet. We've had opportunities, but we've not taken them yet. Uh, I think if I'm talking about favourite cards, I think I'm thinking Throne Room. I'm looking Uh through them here at the moment. We don't really, we haven't seen it that in that many games. But it's you may play an action card from your hand twice. Mm -hmm. So that means you just need to have one good action card. And speaking of combo breakers, that could be a good one for Bandit. Like it's the end of your combo. You get to pick up two gold, and everyone else has to turn their cards twice, and then yeah. twice again. Oh, and and trash, but then at the same time, combine that with uh, Council Room, you're picking up eight cards. Yeah. That's crazy. Exactly. So I think that, that one's a good one. Uh, and in terms of cards I don't like, I don't know if you've touched on that, but I'm going to kick it off anyway. I think the ones that I don't like... There, there seems, there's some that are like expensive enough to buy, but don't really <coughs> do anything. I think mine is one of them. Uh, well, mine just upgrades, oh no. yeah. upgrades your, your currency. Yeah, sorry. No, the one I, I was thinking of, actually, because it's expensive and not good, and I'm sorry, I'm going to steal this from you, because okay. I think you brought I know, it up. I know what you're yeah. going to pick. Yeah, I have the, another one as well. Yeah, it's the artisan one. So that's like, you gain a card, it costs six, you gain a card in your hand costing five, Put a card from your put a card from your hand on your deck. So it can be good in that you can sort of be like, oh, I want this card for my next turn since it does end a combo, but I think it's too expensive for what it is, and then at the end, gaining a card that costs five, it's like a duchy is like the best thing you can pick up. It would be much. my favourite. Yeah, like, and you can't use it to buy a gold exactly, either, which is probably going to be more useful. Yeah. It's just not great. My probably least favourite card, I would say, is Gardens. Yeah, I was I was about to say I hate useless cards. Yeah. That literally does nothing. It it's a card that promotes keeping shit and father in your deck. Yeah. Which does it it's 
it goes against my <laughs> personal code of having a really strict, efficient you process. You could have just said strategy, and you have to go with code. Yeah. <laughs> it goes against my moral. It's a personal <laughs> moral center. It, it hurts me inside. Uh, no, I, I I can't see what you're getting at there. I think gardens. I don't even. I wouldn't say gardens. Is I think number one, it's sort of worked for me in the past. Yeah. But if you, it sort of can be good in that you realize, oh crap, I have a ton of stuff left. In, I have a ton of stuff in my hand. A lot of the provinces and stuff I've been taking, might as well get this as a throwaway card. Just to if, try and yeah. bump up your score a bit at the end. I think it costs four, and if you have like 40 cards, which isn't un- inconceivable, no. it's like four points. But no, I, I'm with you. It's not. You don't feel good buying cards. <laughs> it's not like, I'm like on the top of my game at the moment. I'm going to pick up Garden. Um, yeah, I'd say... Like, yeah, Gardens just fills out your hand and it does nothing until the end game and even then it'll only give you a, like at most two extra points. Yeah. Our, our games very rarely come down to that close. Yeah. But that's in terms of cards I don't want in my hand. Cards I don't like in the game sort of in general are your your sort of attack cards, your militia and your bandits. Like you don't want to get hit by a militia when you have a good hand and then you get knocked down to three and yeah. your entire plan goes out the window or I specifically know the last game we played I, there was a bandit in it I kept losing I lost about three gold in a row yeah. so I was like okay I either have to completely change my plan and either buy back the gold which is just going to get fucking nicked off me again when someone yeah. drops a bandit or I have to completely change my strategy I will say the bandit is a bit OP in that it takes silver and gold yeah. like gold itself could be like okay yeah take take gold but like silver and gold it's like okay so it's basically bit, all I can keep in my hand is copper uh, but at the same time, at least it is only one of the two cards you flip, not both, yeah. which is does help a bit. But then the chances you're going to pull two high level turns um, is not not as high as you're going to pull a gold and a different card. So you're still going to have to get rid of your high level currency. True, uh, and also with bandits, sometimes you can like flip a card that you're like, God, I wish I was flipping, I was getting that into my hands. So you can just lose cards that you wanted to pick up anyway that are now in your discard yeah. pile. But I was just going to touch on that before you start talking about it. The thoughts on like attack and defense cards. So in attack, there's like witch, militia, bureaucrat, oh, bandit. We already touched on a few of them. I, won't, I don't think there's any point in going into all of them in detail. No, but what's right. your your thoughts on them being in the game? Let's say I'm totally okay with them being there. Yeah, it's see, I like the whole player interaction because okay, if they weren't there, yeah, you're basically playing the game solo. Yeah. It doesn't matter that there's three other people there. Dominion slash Solidarity. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're kind of competing against them because you want to buy the provinces first, but you have no way to interfere with them as such. Yeah. Which is what the attacks are interfere for. Interfere with their decks, you might say. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Get a hand on their decks. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, Rustle I, it around a little. Yeah, I'm, I've no, no problem with them being in the game. They're perfectly suited for the game, and they do their job. It's just I don't like being hit by them, which is, which is yeah. oh, can be fair. Yeah. But I do love the, the fact... Maybe a little sort of. Yeah, I don't know if it's a good thing or not that there's only one defense card in the in this day in the, the in vanilla the game anyway. Exactly. There is the the moat is a very sort of very powerful card if you happen to have it in your hand. Because whereas with an attack card you have to physically play it as an action, but if you have a moat in your hand you don't even have to play it. You just have to have it in your hand to not get hit. 
Yeah. And it gives you two cards. Yeah, it, it gives you two cards. It costs two as well, which yeah, is incredibly it's, it's cheap. So yeah. cheap. So if you have two buys, more than likely you can always get, pick up a moat and mm-hmm. any sort of like yeah. coppers and stuff in your hand. A moat is definitely a good one to get early game. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if, if we're playing a game that has any attack cards and the moat, usually my first like two or three turns would just be getting moats. I don't really worry about currency that early because I know as soon as someone gets an attack I'm going to want a few of these floating around even if I don't have one in my hand every turn Yeah, because they're so so useful I think it is a really hard game to strategize actually in terms of like I've played games where I've bought like what I would consider good action cards and it's like oh that game's gone well and then I've played like other games where I've bought like good action cards that hasn't gone well played games where I've bought like high level high value currency and that's gone well like eventually it does come up to chance like what are you drawing in your deck it can happen that you just end up discarding the gold like each time and not getting to use it but uh, yeah I do it's a hard game to strategize I sort of just go with like every time at the end of my turn how much do I have what's the best thing to buy and you're sort of taking a guess like do you have anything like oh I wouldn't be bothered buying anything I only want to buy currency now or you just like I'll just buy whatever I can no I think at the start I'm more of a case of this, like, I might want this card, yeah. but it's, like, really of no, adv- it's not advantageous to me to have it right now. Yeah. I would be better off buying something else. So, like, I could, that's how I have, like, four monies to spend. I could buy that action card for four, or I could sort of waste a bit of money and buy a silver for three. Yeah. But that silver is going to be definitively more useful in the next two or three turns than that action card might be. Yeah, yeah I completely agree with that, If especially when it's early. Going back to my the, my, my sort of favourite, the council room card, if I, it costs five. Technically, I could buy it on my first turn if I'm, if I'm very lucky. Yeah. But if I have a council room on my first turn, the next go-around, what am I taking into my hand? More useless copper and estates. There's no yeah. point in having a council room that early. That's true. So my first few turns, if the mode isn't in the game, is just racking up silver gold as much as possible then maybe your fourth, fifth turn, yeah. when you're consistently having the higher level currency, then start buying your cards that'll get them into your hand more often. Yeah, no, I agree. I think uh, this episode we're agreeing a lot. I think what people liked in the previous ones was, you know, we were at each other's throats all the time, you know? Well, we <laughs> haven't, we haven't bit- got to the pros cons yet, so we'll, we'll, we'll give it a minute. Uh, and in terms Exploding of Kittens is the best game ever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I agree. You just uh, keep changing your stance on that one. Uh, and... Um, what was I going to say? Sorry, in the end of the game, do you start buying a province or start looking at buying provinces immediately when you see someone else buy a province? Because I think that's what I do. If I'm not the first to buy it, the minute one person has bought one, I'm like, okay, I need to get in. Oh, as soon as someone has bought one, I'm definitely thinking about it quite a lot. Sort of, if I'm in the position that I have eight money and I could buy. <laughs> what are you saying? Because like? it's not like eight gold, because gold is a piece by That's itself, true, yeah. so it's like eight money points. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's just, I'm We're going to come up with the actual word after this. It's Zenny, like, how can we yeah. edit it in? Rupees. Yeah. Uh, uh, punts. Uh, yeah, if I have eight punts, yeah. pounds, whatever currency. you want to call it, currency <laughs> units, uh, credits, um, if I have eight of them, I would have to think very seriously the first time whether is it too early to buy that province and because if I do buy that first province I'm sort of pushing everyone else to also buy them yeah. yeah. but if I hold off and I buy something that might give me a bit more advantage later like maybe another gold or another particularly good action card that I can combo together yeah. 
it, it takes a bit of strategizing. It depends on the game and who's in the game and what position everyone is, really. I would say, like, from my reckoning anyway, over 70% of the time, maybe even over 80 the game does end by the provinces being gone. Oh, I does. think it's only been a couple of times that it's ended for the, from the three action cards going. So... I think the minute someone's buying a province, especially if it's a four-player game, I'm like, okay, that's like one-twelfth of them gone, mm -hmm. and if someone buys another one, it's like, it's, so it, it, I think it, they can disappear quite quickly, is what I'm saying. So it's about sort of preparing early game, then getting ready just to hoard provinces. Like, you, you can sort of lose the run of yourself in terms of like, wait, like, I bought all, all these action cards, but actually now they do nothing. Yeah. Like, at the end of the game, it's not like, oh, you had the most action cards, you <laughs> win this. <laughs> I just love the ability to like train or tree five, six cards. It just looks <laughs> nice, and you're sort of you're doing a lot on your turn, but maybe not getting a huge amount out of it. Yeah. But sometimes, if you get the right cards that give you extra buys, you can be, be able to spend like fourteen, fifteen points of money. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then you can sort of rack up your your um, land at the end. Owen did, or Aiden did air quote the microphone yeah, there, I hoping did. it would pick up. <laughs> yeah. The old crack of the knuckles. We'll have to have like sure a sound down effect it. down here. It's like, whoop. Yeah, exactly. We have enough yeah. sound effects, Owen. <laughs> like, no more sound effects. Yeah. Uh, but if, if that's everything for gameplay and strategies, does anyone else have anything to tack on? I don't think so. Yeah, I think we'll probably... It's fairly straightforward. Yeah. Uh, in terms of the strategies, yeah, it is quite straightforward, but again, each game plays out completely differently. It's sort of a weird one. Uh, but let's talk about expansions. So who's done research for this? I did do some research for this the last time we tried to record this. Um, it's all since yeah. been forgotten. Yeah, not totally. Um, there are fuck tons of expansions, yeah. is the technical term. I think it's like 12-ish, 12-15 full expansions that they say in the box that you can't play them standalone. That's possibly true. It, they probably fit much better with the base cards and they complement yeah. the base cards a lot better. Um, but yeah, all those expansions have like three, four, five hundred cards in them. Yeah. A rake of different action cards. And they all seem to add in a unique mechanic mm -hmm. as well, depending on which set you're using. Do you have an example? or No. I'm just I, was really hoping you, I really was hoping you weren't going to do that. <laughs> I, was just like, I really want an example. I was like, I shouldn't ask this. Yeah. Was, it, was it this when we were saying that some of the cards either directly replace and sort of upgrade cards and sort of make some OP? No, that was Love Letter. I, 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 no, I, I, know, I know it was in Love Letter as well, but was there not one, or two, one, one or two versions where it, like it, it's, let's just say it takes the, the throne room, but mm -hmm. it... it amps it up let's say or was that am I, am I misremembering I, I personally don't remember that but I'm not going to disagree <laughs> yeah, I think we might have read one or two cards yeah. and they might have looked it, like they were just power creeping on previous yeah. editions or it's like instead but, of like a one particular card giving you two actions and a buy it's giving you two buys and an action they're just reshuffling things almost <laughs> I'd love to just like we just like make up a bunch of shit that's in the expansion <laughs> just like yeah you get like your own little character piece you yeah. know <laughs> and you get to fire these projectiles and if you knock over the other person's character it's <laughs> a turn we should add that in guys well, uh, throw that into what improve get into get onto uh, it but I think I, from what I remember from talking about it the last time again it's a bit of like colour on unimpressed in terms of expansions colour is all unimpressed I should say that it's like they add more cards but again, it's just it's going to be more of the same, 
at least we haven't exhausted these cards, I don't feel. And like 500 more cards, that's like really a lot. Maybe you can play it with more people, is that the idea? Uh, or I'm pretty sure you can also play with more people. Yeah. I'm probably more interested in seeing the expansions for this than I was for the likes of Settlers or Munchkin. Munchkin yeah. Still not going to go out of my way to go buy one. Yeah. Mm. I think, like like other expansions, these are like almost expensive as the space game. Which makes oh, sense, because there's a ton of cards in it. You're yeah. not paying it just for like a new, one new action card. Yeah, yeah. But it is like, it's like, okay, do I want to buy one Dominion game or two Dominion games? <laughs> and are there any complete reskins, or is it, uh, it's just adding on to the, the existing decks? I don't remember them being any, they all did seem to be sort of just additional content, as opposed to just reskinned content. Yeah. I think it was one of the few games that we came across that I'm not. I'm not gonna say they weren't in it for the money. Just randomly throwing entire new decks, but they weren't like it wasn't a Munchkin reskin or it wasn't a, yeah. a a different like a seafaring Catan, which did add one or two extra bits, but it was essentially yeah. just putting a new a new spin on it. This yeah. is sort of a direct uh, next step. Yeah. So I don't know. Pick them up if you want. Don't if you don't want. <laughs> Let us know. Yeah. 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 Send them to us if you pick yeah. it up and don't like it. <laughs> we'll pay postage. <laughs> From China, Maybe. it ends up costing us like yeah. sixty quid. Uh, but we move into pros and cons. Mm -hmm. Does someone want to kick it off? Well, I'll do it first because we always say the exact same thing for every game uh -huh. we've ever played so far: is the ridiculous amount of replayability on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's twenty six decks. You're only using ten at a time. Yeah, you can pick them yourself. You can like do a random deck shuffle to to choose them. You're never going to get the same same. Thing, game twice rather. Yeah, and unless again, you literally make it that yeah, way. Yeah, unless you. There, there are <laughs> there are free sets on the back, but then even then, depending on what everyone else is doing on that particular day, is going to change completely change your strategy, even with the same cards. Even if you are using the same ten base action cards in the marketplace, your first turn, unless you have the exact same amount of monies as you did last time, yeah, it's going to change what's going to happen. Yeah. yeah, and as you've got draw RNG as you shuffle your deck and you draw up a new hand you can guarantee that the second hand, the third hand is not going to be the same and suddenly everything is going to have to change again. What was the thing you said there? If you draw, draw RNG. What's RNG? RNG is random number generator. Random number generator. So it's just referring to saying randomness in-game. <laughs> if you draw orange, the orange card is the most oh, powerful draw, card. If you do draw an orange, please I tell us how. <laughs> I only ever get bananas. I mean, what is the most orange card? We're talking throne room. Or gold! Or, oh, god damn it. Gold! We almost got away without saying it. <laughs> we were never going to do an episode without going that. Yeah. No, that's true. Uh, other pros, I, I mean, I sort of mentioned it already. I think it's sort of a weird pro, because the game is more co like it's more complex than Exploding Kittens, or it's more complex than Love Letter. But it's quite a simple game for when you open it up, it's going to look very complicated. But I would actually recommend, like Owen already mentioned, Loading Ready Won't Play It. Watch people play this. If you watch a playthrough of it, you're going to learn the rules twice as fast as trying to read the rules. We may eventually record ourselves playing these games and you can watch us play them. On YouTube. In the very distant future, whenever <laughs> we get around to it. Yeah, yeah we can solid. barely get around to recording the podcast. So. <laughs> um, another con. Another pro, even. Or that's, no? that, yeah, that's 100% what I meant. Uh, another pro. Plus one, Aiden. <laughs> yes, that's the one. Uh, so far, this is the only genuine deck building game we've played. Mm -hmm. I mean, in, in others, the likes of Catan, you, you sort of hoard um, materials and resources. In, and in Ticket to Ride, you hoard more resources, but then you get rid of them and they're gone. Yeah. This is the only one where you're actively picking cards to have at your disposal. So I, 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 like, the, I like the idea of 
not just kind of picking something up and throwing it away and that's that's being done with I'm I'm actively thinking into the future what do I need to buy what do I want to buy how can I use this with this other card there's a lot more sort of in-depth strategy for me involved which yeah. I really like other than just oh, I'm going to pick it up and use it and then it's gone yeah like I really do like that aspect of the deck building as in there is this game that we have and these are the generic set out rules for it but then the way you play the game yourself is sort of entirely up to yeah. you and your preferred play style. Mm -hmm. It's not snakes and ladders where everyone just rolls the dice and you obviously go forward and Monopoly, do you buy it or not? It's not complicated. Yeah. But um, you do get a lot of decision points yeah. within the game. I would also say for a game that feels quite long, not it doesn't feel like, it feels like it's going to be a long game. It's actually quite short. Like, you can play this in 30 minutes. I don't know what the actual thing is. Or, or less, is. even. Yeah. Uh -huh. Like, it, it's actually quite a quick game. We've, got, we've gotten it down, like, Pat, in that when you finish your turn, you can be like collecting your cards. The other person can already be going. There's no like thing where you can, uh, you're like you're gonna really be affecting other people's turns. Yeah, if someone plays an attack, it's like okay, you just need to remember to to get control, in control. control down. Exactly, but I I, I think in uh, in that case, it's quite a quick game mm -hmm. uh, rather than Munchkin, which can sometimes go on for like hours. Yeah, I mean it's never it's never gonna no one is ever not going to be able to buy something and even if you're only able to buy the low level cards yeah. that's still aiming toward the end of the game with regard to depleting decks true uh, in terms of any more pros I, not that I can think of cons for me if I was to kick it off I already mentioned before to you guys and, and on the last recording where we didn't use <laughs> yeah, that no one else has heard <laughs> I, I really don't like the end game in terms of I think there's too few provinces uh, Oh no, the, and the other thing I didn't like about it is I can't keep a good record on who's winning. So in terms of the end game, let's say there's one province left or two provinces left. If you're like, you can be pretty sure you're in contention, but you can't be sure that you've won or that if you buy buying this next province you'll win. You're sort of like, okay, do I buy the last one and end the game only to find out that I've lost by like four points, or do I uh, do I keep the game running, try and like. Get, get some duchies, get some estates, whatever, get more victory points, and then try and win. I think I would like it, honestly, if there was like a counter like Munchkin. What do you guys think? Um, I I don't know. I think it sort of adds a bit to the... I don't mystique. Know, the, yeah, a bit of the, the mystique of like, okay, I have to look at my own cards and I have to know what I'm doing, but then if I'm solely concentrating on myself and ignoring everyone else at the table, then I don't know if I'm winning or not. So it's sort of like forcing you to maybe keep keep a little eye on okay I saw he picked up one or two I can't remember so you know roughly what everyone's on I, I don't mind the, the the cloak and dagger of it yeah I'm sort of with Aiden on that I can understand guys I can <laughs> stabbing him stabbing him stabbing him <laughs> I can understand next week Nerd Game Night hosted by Owen and <laughs> I can understand why it wouldn't be appealing for some people yeah but I do think the having to keep track of other people and what they're doing sort of lends itself better to high-level play yeah. Yeah. and rewarding players who do play at a higher level than or, or just even keeping a sort of a somewhat cooperative feel to the game because whether we're a game where there aren't attacks where you're not interacting with other players you can sort of almost ignore them and play your own game so put like, the headphones in yeah. Yeah. put another not our podcast on <laughs> so, so if there's some some little aspect that sort of forces you almost to take note of what other people are doing I think that even sort of helps keep it a communal game for sure mm -hmm. do you guys have any cons or um I think 
I had a con at the start when I first started playing that it was too wordy. There was a lot of information thrown at you, yeah. but I think once you play the game two or three times, you sort of know off, not so off the back of your hand, but you know roughly what what each card can do, even if you don't know exactly what it can do. So yeah, was a con, it's not a con anymore. My con, just for the base set, is the lack of defensive cards. The only defensive card there is the moat, yeah. mm -hmm. which we have talked about quite a bit now at this stage. Mm -hmm. But if the moat's not there, there's still probably at least one attack in the marketplace. Yeah. So the, there's absolutely no counterplay to the attacks. Yeah. If someone Other than buying more attacks, yeah. which yeah. is what happens. Like, yeah, if, yeah. if you're playing with a bandit, the only counterplay to someone else buying a bandit is for you to buy more bandits. Yeah. So you yeah. replace the gold they steal off you, and you steal the gold that they've taken up from the bandits. It's, it's sort of cyclical it's a, like it's that. A bit, yeah. It's a bit messy. And like, there's, what are we saying, there's four attacks, five attacks? Yeah, like, yeah, we can name like four different types. Uh, I think it's four, so if you're talking in game balance, there's four times as many like uh, occasions where you mm -hmm. can hinder people. So, I mean, even even one other defense card yeah. would, would significantly um, yeah. I mean, the, save you. The counter to that con is you just don't do it random, so the minute that you see there's an attack card in the game, you just put a mode in. But I know it's not ideal if you want to do sort of like random cards. Yeah, that'll, yeah, it does reduce down the com the total viable number of marketplaces. Mm -hmm. True. Yeah. Quite significantly. Yeah, it's basically just saying like a mode is going to be in 90% of games. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, that's true. No, that is definitely a con. But in terms of like, it's we we I always find it hard doing the pros and cons section of, of this podcast because like we have pros. The pros are also quite simplistic. They're sort of like yeah, we enjoy the game. The cons are sort of like these are small little niggly points. I don't think we've played a game so far or reviewed a game so far that has been like oh this is actually a terrible point about this game and mm -hmm. I, I definitely don't think this game has that either no 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 all the games we've done so far are games we have enjoyed yeah or at least Aiden doesn't hate yeah. <laughs> will tolerate us playing yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm sure we're definitely at some stage yet to do a game or two that we don't like for sure well, I, I think there's one at least coming up in the next few weeks that we're not all too oh, pushed true. on, so mm -hmm. we'll, we'll, Ooh, we'll get to that. a bit of a teaser that. there. We'll get yeah. to it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, any of an yeah. infinite number of games. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In, it's like so vague as well, because we don't yeah. know when we're going to record yeah. it. It's just like, in a certain number of weeks, yeah. in a certain, yeah, it's literally with only, a certain number of people. It's literally only a teaser for the three people in this booth <laughs> at the minute. Exactly. And even then, it's really vague. Also, the only three people who listen to the podcast. So. Also, yeah, I don't listen to the podcast, it's okay. <laughs> oh, I was wondering why we only had two listens to <laughs> Uh, uh, so is that a, is that it for pros and cons, guys? Yeah, probably. Yeah. I'm gonna add in a new section as the host because I can do stuff like that on the fly. Favorite moment. Now this can be like something where you know one of us has a favorite moment with the game where we go through it. I I'm happy to kick it off if no one has mm -hmm. anything. Uh, I think my favorite moment was the gold moment <laughs> that we already touched on, which was uh, we were playing with Defender Bars and they were like, oh, what will we buy, what will we buy? And I can't remember who said it first. Probably like, say it was Aiden. Yeah. More than likely me. <laughs> and he was like, gold! Yeah. And that has now become the mainstay yep. of every game, the minute every time someone buys gold. Wasn't there, an, wasn't there another card as well? Oh, the, the, the festival yeah. card? I always... Uh, just randomly turn Brazilian is Carnival! Carnival, yeah. There is nothing remotely <laughs> Brazilian. And the fact that it's called Festival. Yeah. Yep. But definitely, it, like, that was like, a good moment with the game. But I will say, 
as opposed to other games that we've already played, this game hasn't had this moment where it's been like a really funny end in terms of, you know, like someone just fight. Yeah, or maybe the gardens. Well, I was just going to say, I, I know I, I left them out and I usually don't forget this particular con when we do them, but yeah. the ending to this game is it's not very, like slapdash you're not running toward the end it's sort of yeah. the end just almost happens you and, just stumble and, and, upon the, it, yeah. and then the game is over it there's not a huge buzz at the, at the finish of it true yeah and but what happened in another game God, now we now this is turning into favorite moments was that like it's although the gardens are like the worst card it's the funniest card to win with and i can't remember who won <laughs> i think it's happened a couple of times in Probably fairness you uh but like someone has bought the garden and that has been the difference by like one point it's just like such a cheap win but uh and it's, it's basically said like i've played the game poorly and still won. <laughs> uh but yeah in terms that's that's pretty much it for favorite moments so aiden we can ask this time since it was owen who bought the game would we get Owen to buy it again absolutely yeah, yeah. i think for me as well yeah I, I think this is a great game to have uh yeah i like really enjoy it quick to play Quite, quite quick to learn. Yeah. Uh, like I said, if you watch a video, I wouldn't recommend reading the rules. I feel like we're missing stuff out in the rules. Because, like, when I read the rules, I felt really complicated, but now when we play it, it feels quite simple. But, no, I, I, I would say, yeah, definitely. Good game to buy. How much was it on, do you remember? Yeah, you're talking about 50 or 60 euro. Yeah, I think for that it's sort of expensive, but, like, all these games are sort of expensive, so it's yeah. a bit of that. There's a lot of content in the box. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, I mean, just even even looking at the first page of, of the rulebook, it it brings you through. There's 500 cards. There is... It's a big, huge... This is, big, this is huge for the... Boxes, what's in the box? section? <laughs> I mean, there's 15, 16 pages of rules. You don't need 12 of those. True. It's just literally how you set up the game on the first four pages is all yeah. you need. Exactly, and if you watch someone do that, you'll pretty much remember. Yeah, I should mention we're recording in a soundproof booth in uh, at the shared office I work in to try and improve the sound quality. But lights are all on like a timer yeah. or motion, motion sensors, sensor. so they just keep going off. So yeah. every time, every few minutes, yeah. another light turns off. Yeah. The longer we're in here, the darker <laughs> the outside becomes, and then suddenly this will be the only light source. Exactly. Also, I'm gonna have to skip back there a few seconds and uh, do my air quotes around the soundproof. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's relatively. There's uh, no one outside, so it doesn't matter. It's true. So for the what improvements? I guess I had mine. I still, I, I get your guys' points, but I still would like if we had like a victory point counter in terms of okay, I know Aiden's winning. Uh, not that there's many. There's no attack cards that are like I'm gonna fuck with Aiden. It, there, but it would be like just knowing okay, Aiden's on twenty-seven. I'm on, and I think even I wouldn't even include the gardens in that. So that would add a bit of mystery to it and make the gardens maybe a bit of a better buy. Like, if I could see I was on 24, Aiden's on 27, and I have a garden, I'm like, oh, I wonder if I have 30 cards. But yeah. I, I, I'd like that. I mean, it's, that's sort of almost leads on to one you said about targeting specific people. The the bandit and the militia target everyone else in the yeah. group. But again, if you know someone is doing well, the ability to not screw over everyone else, yeah. because they might screw you back, just target one person who you know is doing well to have them lose all their shit yeah. I think is, is is a good one Yeah. and I can't remember if we I think we mentioned it the last time as well 90% of the games so far really have gone when the provinces ran out mm-hmm. and one or two have only finished when three other decks have gone so maybe upping from 12 to 18 or 20 provinces to, to finish the game just so more people have a chance to accumulate 
the, the currency yeah. they need or to get into the flow of it. I feel that's the only thing you'd need as well to make the game have more players. Am I like yeah. wrong with Sorry, saying that? I think that that, that was one yeah. of the yeah, if, like It's up to what, four? You said two to four? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you want a fifth player, throw in five more provinces. Yeah. And, and they're not a hidden card, so you can just scribble it on a piece of paper or you can yeah. home game it. Yeah. I mean, they're, like, you can. You don't, you don't, it's not a, a face down deck. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, but they do have to go into your deck once you buy them. So um, you, well, you can't have it in a situation where there's an obvious like playing card on top, and that's just our provinces. But you know you're that's very true. Actually, I didn't think of that. But it, but it basically, it would be all you'd need for mm-hmm. yeah. more game. Yeah. Own any improvements that you can think of? Um, two like we mentioned, getting more defensive cards in there. Yeah, that would be nice. Just for my strategy, the card, the action cards that trash other cards tend to be quite shit towards the end game. Okay. Like and yeah, they turn into fodder. They sort turn of ironic. into the mock themselves yeah. into fodder, and it's like there's no real way to get rid of them, or they have no purpose outside of trashing cards. Yeah. So once you do have it, you're kind of stuck with it. Yeah. There's it's no sort of like it it. yeah, it's like having a ton of crap in your house and then buying a big bucket to put it all in. Yeah, the yeah. crap is still in the bucket, but then yeah. you've also bought a bucket that's now shit as well. It's like uh, Chapel is the card, isn't it? Uh, yes, I'm pretty chapel. sure it's, yeah. So Chapel, you can't trash the Chapel with itself, obviously, because you're discarding it to use its ability. But then, yeah. just say you want to get rid of all your crap cards at the start, and you've got yeah. three chapels you literally can't get rid of. It's also a question of how many of those do you buy? It's like, do I buy two chapels so I can make sure that I can use it? Or? Yeah. That's why I think Money Lender is good. That, like, trashes a copper. You more than likely have a copper in your hand, and if you have a Money Lender, it turns a copper into a gold. It gives you two it, extra. It right? gives you three. Well, you, tra- oh. you trash the copper, and you get three points. Temporary points. Yeah. Money points for yeah. that turn. So it gives you... That's a silver. Yeah, it basically it's actually a silver. silver. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, that's it for improvements. Yeah. So we have another new section for anyone who skipped bah, 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 bah. <laughs> for anyone who skipped to the podcast at this point. We should actually like mark this so yeah. it's like whoever doesn't want to listen to us ramble on <laughs> just wants to know about What's the game. Like the T T L T L D L T L D R T L D L. Yeah, you're right. That's why I was trying to fix it. I wasn't yeah. being T L D L because then it could be too, too long, long. Don't listen. Too, oh, okay. Or, or too long didn't listen. It would be. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. so now it's, it's time for the six-second summary with Aiden. Uh, hoard cards. Get all the monies. Buy shit tons of land. Uh, would buy again. Perfect. I think that's something. I wasn't timing them, but okay. We'll <laughs> Literally, it's another time. light has gone off. Yeah. We oh, actually right. are just in darkness now. <laughs> uh, so, guys, that'll do it for this week. Yeah. So, as always, for any suggestions on games to review or comments about the podcast, remember to email us at nerds at nerdgamenight.com or get us on Twitter, we're at nerdgamenight there. If you go on our Twitter, you'll see we have our iTunes, you can rate, subscribe, everything you want to do there. And we also have a website, nerdgamenight.com. So literally, too much stuff to get on with. So, we did mention the outro's changing, so from now on, before each episode, we play the game, and whoever wins says their custom line for our outro... With that in mind, shut up and sit down. Keep it nerdy, guys.